Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. Okay, so today's topic is a super important one that was actually requested. It is self-care for moms. Now, self-care for moms can be tricky because we're programmed to put everyone else's needs before our own. So we so often by the time we have so often by the time we have time or take time for self-care, we don't have the energy or just zone out on our phone and we return from our self-care time being more depleted than we were going into it. If you know me in real life, you may know that I'm shameless about my self-care. I think this partially comes from being a therapist. It's something that is absolutely necessary when providing therapy. It's talked about at work and in school and all over Instagram. And if I'm not taking care of myself, then I'm not a good therapist. Same thing kind of applies to being a mom. You've heard the oxygen mask reference before. It applies here. A lot of people skimp on self-care because they feel as though a lot of people skimp on self-care because they feel they don't have time or they have too much to do. Let me put it to you this way. If you take self-care time, you will be more centered and motivated as a mother and as a human. You are more likely to be productive and parent in the way you desire because you're coming from a place of balance rather than a place of sheer exhaustion. Here are some tips to make self-care a thing for you. I know that everyone is busy and overwhelmed, and so I really wanted to create some tips that help you get the most out of the little time you have for self-care. Tip number one, be intentional. This means plan your self-care ahead of time and use things for self-care that truly fill your cup. So instead of being exhausted at the end of the day and eating a full sleeve of Oreos, which now come in gluten-free in case you didn't know, and binging Schitt's Creek till midnight, because that's your only option in air quotes, and you don't have the time or energy to think of anything else, you wake up the next day feeling more irritated, exhausted, and you still have Oreo cookies in your teeth. Okay, maybe I'm speaking from experience here, maybe not. I'm not saying you can't binge Netflix as your self-care or even need a full sleeve of Oreos. All I'm saying is be intentional about it rather than making that choice out of pure exhaustion. Number two, figure out what fills your cup the most. This is going to be different for everyone. For some people, it's going to be a bath and a nap. Those happen to be my favorite two self-care items. For others, it will be a workout, a pedicure, or reading a good book. Try and find something in each of the four categories, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Here are some of mine and the categories that they fit into. Bath, naps, meditating, reading, sometimes walking, and all of those fit into more than one category. If you're into astrology, you can definitely tell that I'm a Pisces because water and naps. It's important that you pick the best best things that the things that work best for you. If I were to pick running and socializing, I would not leave my self-care time feeling fulfilled. 
I also love to watch shows and that can be a form of self-care, but I try to be super intentional about it and make sure that I'm using it as true self-care time versus zone out time. So if I want to use a show, I almost always um, do it on a, a weekend night when the kids are asleep and I watch a show by myself. I put my phone down and I fully focus on the show and use that as me time. Number three, create a schedule or routine. Now that you know what things fill your cup, look at ways you can create a routine around them or plug them into your schedule. Some will be easier than others, especially depending on the things that make you feel more energized. So part of my self-care is taking a bath every single night. Sometimes they're longer, sometimes they're shorter, sometimes it's late because of the kids. Uh, Sometimes the kids are cooperative and Tim's home so I can do it earlier. It always happens though. Want to know why? Because I'm selfish. Just kidding. Because it's important. It's the thing for me that clears my energy from the day. It centers me and prepares me to sleep and just reset. If this is a workout for you or something similar, make it a part of your routine to the point that it's automatic. I have my family so well trained that at night when I say, I'm going to go do my thing, no one even bats an eye and they know exactly where I'm going. Also, I plan a nap every Wednesday. It's my day off. I nap while my kids nap. It's non-negotiable. No matter how much laundry, work I have, what the house looks like, nothing. It is my time. I swear I look forward to that and I wake up feeling like a million bucks. Number four, remember that little things can be self-care too. If you are feeling overwhelmed by thinking you have to implement tons of things right away, remember that it can just be small things here and there that fill your cup that And those small things will make a huge difference in your overall well-being. I'm going to give you an example of one that moms struggle with a lot. This is eating during the day. Sometimes the best self-care we can do for ourselves is to take the time to make ourselves something to eat that we will actually enjoy or feels healthy to us. No more leftover chicken nuggets, grabbing chips out of the pantry while you're running kids to soccer practice, taking the time to make yourself a sandwich and put it on a plate and put some fruit next to it and sit down and eat it and enjoy it. Now, I know that this maybe isn't possible all of the time, but I think everyone can find one meal a day that they can sit down and eat. And that's going to look different for every person. Now I know having our basic needs met shouldn't qualify as self-care, but if you're starting from scratch here, sometimes it's good to just make sure you're meeting your own basic needs. And that means eating regularly, getting regular sleep if possible, drinking water. And if we do it with the intention that it's self-care, just the mindset shift can be fulfilling because we feel good about taking care of ourselves. 
It also takes some of the pressure off to implement a whole self-care routine. I think self-care is kind of misunderstood. I think we think of bubble baths and face masks and pedicures, and that's really not what it is. I mean, it kind of is, but it's really just making sure that we're getting our basic needs met and we're doing things for us to keep ourselves centered. And because it's such a personal journey and everyone's activities are so different, it's hard to say like, here's a self-care routine or here's how you implement self-care because it's going to look different for everyone. Also, different people have different energy levels and needs for self-care. So that will look unique to you as well. I know that like socializing drains me. So I almost have to plan self-care after attending a big social event. I guess I'm not attending much now because of COVID. Thanks. But in the past, that's what I would have to do. For some people, the socializing is the self-care. That fills their cup to be out and be talking with people and meeting new people and doing that thing. Personally, it just gives me anxiety. So anyway, I got off on a little tangent, but number four is start small, implement small things and work up from there. Tip number five is to get the whole family involved. So something you can do is blocking out time where the whole family does a self-care activity. And this doesn't necessarily mean together. It can be if that's one of your forms of self-care, but I think it's just as beneficial to say, okay, this is our self-care hour on maybe it's a Sunday afternoon and everyone does their own self-care thing. Maybe the kids are drawing or coloring, um, you're reading a book, your husband's uh, golfing, whatever. Just kind of figuring out what works for you and your family. But this does two things. One, it makes sure that you get your self-care and that your spouse gets their self-care and the kids learn that you as parents need self-care. The second thing is, is that the kids learn that they also need that too. It teaches them how to implement self-care into their daily lives. This is really great because it can open up the conversation with your children about the the importance of self-care, how to have it, the meaning behind it, the intention behind what you're doing. And it will help them as they grow up to learn to take that time for themselves and to see how that time impacts their overall mood and mental health. If we do this, we are really setting our children up for success because they will be able to implement self-care as adults and they won't have to be, you know, 30 years old learning how to do this stuff like I am. The change starts with you, mom. If you're not doing it, no one else is going to do it or learn how to do it. And this applies to things outside of self-care, but today we're talking about self-care, so it applies to that. So before we wrap up on the topic of self-care, I want to read an article that was in the Washington Post. Um, It was published on January 24th of 2017, and it was written by Lindsay Roberts. I knew I'd like this because her name was Lindsay. Um, And the title is, Why Self-Care is an Important Part of Parenting and How to Make Time for It. I hope you enjoy it. In traditional ground-fought wars, the command posts behind the lines would often have hot coffee, good food, and dry clothes. 
Was this because the generals were selfish or because they deserved it for having made the highest ranks in the military? No. It was because if the command fell or experienced low morale, the rest of the troops and indeed the entire war effort would be in jeopardy. Those leaders making crucial decisions needed to be at their best. Now think of that in terms of parenting. Parents are the generals of their household. How do you, in particular, those who stay at home with children, feel day after day, hour after hour, with no real break in sight? Is your coffee hot? Clothing dry? Probably not. If that continues, how do you think your troops at home will fare? Not well. If you're not well, right? Self-care is not selfish. It's one of the best things you can do for your kids. Taking a break from family can cause guilt and anxiety in mothers and fathers alike, but a few hours away can re-energize you so you can get back to playing with Legos, making dinner, and taking care of everyone else. Maintaining the basic day-to-day with no extraordinary circumstances, keeping all those balls in the air is really a demanding endeavor, and it leaves very little time for moms to be able to have fun, relax, rest, and have downtime, says Amy Danielson, director of the Women's Mental Health Program at MedStar Georgetown University Hospital in the district. Being on and at the ready for your children at times can cause burnout and make things that could be everyday treasures feel like everyday chores. That's why it's important that all parents start taking real, regular days off. This could mean asking a spouse to take the day off from an office job and be with the kids or asking a family member to cover you for the day. Maybe it involves hiring a sitter. One friend of mine and her husband take days off from work together to go golfing while their son is in school. Whatever you need to do, make it happen. I experimented with this idea last summer after listening to a podcast on discouragement and burnout. In my house, we juggle a lot. I stay at home with a curious two-year-old and a vivacious four-year-old who has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and I write during their naps and after bedtime. My husband often works nights and weekends, plus he's in the U.S. Army Reserves, drilling one weekend a month and two weeks in the summer. He has deployed once, and we know he could deploy again at any time. I told my husband I was going to start taking one day off a month from being full-time stay-at-home mom, part-time work-at-home mom. For the first day, for my first day off, I drove an hour away with a new CD blasting to explore a little town and do a little shopping. The next month, my cousin visited and we got away for some dancing. I felt much too old and tired for this, but she reminded me of how much I enjoy getting silly on the dance floor. One month, I skipped my day off because my husband had a month-long work assignment out of town. But in retrospect, that's when I needed it the most. In fact, Danielson says that at The times when parents need self-care the most, maybe they're experiencing a spouse's deployment, a death, divorce, are often when it slips. When you add that additional component, the account runs down to zero and there's nothing there. That puts women at risk for developing mental health issues, depression, anxiety, insomnia. So before you take a day off or a girl's night out, Danielson said, focus on sleeping, eating well, and moving your body. You're the linchpin to the whole family working, she says. So when a parent takes a day off, what should they do? Try to think about what will be restorative. Maybe try on clothes for an upcoming season without little hangers on rushing your decision process. Maybe get in a good workout and then relax in sneakers at a coffee shop where you can read a fun book. 
or maybe schedule a lunch and spa day with a close friend. Aaron's day, this is not. Finding a dry cleaner for your winter boots or a plumber for the leak in the basement can wait. Although I do find I enjoy leisurely picking up groceries on my way back home where I can browse down the aisles. Studies show that the anticipation of vacation can bring just as much psychological reward as the actual vacation. Shane Lopez, a Gallup senior scientist and author of Make Hope Happen, called this nexting. Knowing that relief and rest are coming keeps parents energized for today's puppet show and snack time tumbles and sibling tussles. Genevieve Shaw Brown is a mom of three and a reporter for ABC News in New York City. At one point, she realized she fed her kids better than herself, as she details in her new book, The Happiest Mommy You Know, Why Putting Your Kids First and is the Last Thing You Should Do. You can't just think, someday soon I'm going to take a day for myself, she says. We have to prioritize the same as we would prioritize things for our kids. We'd never miss an appointment for our kids because they are important. Equally important is prioritizing yourself and your own needs. To, to feel even better about this new practice, remember that it's not only about enjoying activities you used to like before having kids, it's also about regrouping on a higher level. It's a good time to take a 30,000 foot view of your life and think about what changes might need to be made. For 2016, a friend and I laid out our responsibilities in stay-at-home mom, job descriptions, and we've been tweaking them ever since, looking for things to cut and things to add that would benefit us. Our kids in our household. Days off when I think days off or when I think about such things. I fall into the trap all the time of thinking that I'm not loving my kids when I'm apart from them. But the truth is, I get worn out, I lose energy to play with them. The thought of another walk around the neighborhood to look for bugs bores me. Worse, I start snapping at them just for doing childlike, age-appropriate things. Looking at you, snuggly toddler who won't leave my arms. The question I ask moms is, if you were choosing a childcare provider and you had to choose between someone who seemed stressed, tired, and overwhelmed versus someone who seemed rested, contented, happy, and healthy, what would you want for your kids? Danielson says, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Now, I love this article for a lot of reasons, even though it's kind of long. And I just wanted to kind of go back and comment on a few things. First of all, is the planning the vacation is actually as rewarding as taking the vacation. This is a statistic that I've heard before. And so during COVID, I actually um, had a few clients do this exercise if they like really enjoyed t- traveling. And that's something that they were really missing because of the pandemic. I had them plan out like their next vacation, um, plan out the agenda, the itinerary, and pretty much do everything but book the vacation. And they did notice that on the weeks that they did this exercise, they felt happier and more content. And when I was reading this article, I had the thought that we could probably do the same thing with self-care. If we were to like plan out a spa day, um, you would have the same reward, like thinking about it, um, even if you didn't actually get to take it. Um, Obviously, it would be a double whammy if you were able to actually take the day for yourself. And I highly suggest taking the day for yourself. But also, if you're someone who loves, loves, loves to travel, then that's a good exercise to do um, while we're still kind of in the midst of this crazy world and stuck not being able to travel as much um, or as often as we'd probably like. My second thought reading this was kind of about the notion that moms take care of everyone first and get burnout and we wouldn't hire someone to take care of our kids. Um, 
that was burnout and tired and all of those things. Um, and something I wanted to bring up is I was having a conversation with another provider who actually does neurofeedback and we were talking about how, uh, parents will easily pay for their kids to get therapy, their kids to get neurofeedback or these like really expensive things if they feel it's going to help their kids and help their struggle. But no matter how much money they have, if money is not even an issue, they still hesitate to purchase these things when it comes to themselves. And I think that that's where we have it all wrong as moms. Not that we shouldn't like love our kids and do everything we can for them, but we need to switch our mindset to recognizing if we're not whole, we really can't take care of them and that we are just as important, right? in managing like their mental health and their emotional health and their physical health. And so we should be as quick to put ourselves in therapy to pay for, you know, maybe alternative treatments or things that we would like just jump to pay for for our kids for ourselves as well. And I don't know if it's society, our culture that it's probably all of those things that that tell us that our kids should always come first and they should be a priority, but we need to, to switch that script so that we are taking care of ourselves because um, the mom sets the tone for the home. And so your kids will follow whatever mood you are in and you are really modeling healthy behaviors to them. So I'm just going to leave you with that for the day. Um, and let's get to our mom fails. Okay, we don't have a ton of mom fails this week because I didn't put my post up in time, but the ones we do have are really, really good ones. So, um, first I'm going to start with my own. We went to the park this last weekend and this particular park is by our house and it has like a zip line, which is really cool. But anyway, there's two playgrounds that are separate from each other and there's like a picnic area in between. So you can't necessarily see what's going on in one playground area from the other playground area. So I was helping Ella on the zip line and I turn around and I can't find Ava anywhere. I'm um, And there's quite a few kids there, which is surprising because of COVID. But so I'm like looking, I have Sam looking for her. I cannot see her. And she was in red pants. So she was like pretty easy to spot. Sometimes she likes to like climb up in the, the tube things. So I climb up there. I look, she's not there. So I just get that sinking feeling, you know, the feeling I'm talking about where like you're filled with panic and you have to find your child. And so I start just walking over to um, the other playground because I think maybe she wandered over there. And over by the other playground is a, vo- a sand volleyball court. So there she is in the sand volleyball court with a completely different family playing with these other two kids. And I kind of just made a joke. It was just a dad. And I was like, haha, she wants to join your family. But I was so embarrassed and mortified that my kid had just like joined this family. I didn't know what was going on or where she was. Um, So that was my mom fail of the week. Then like five minutes later, I was pushing my girls on this swing that's also at the park. And it's one of the chair ones where the metal thing in the middle comes up. Well, as I'm trying to get the girls out, I moved and the thing fell and hit Ella in the head and she's crying. So not only did I lose my kid, but I hurt my kid all in one park outing. So that whole day was pretty much a mom fail. Okay. So here's the few that are submitted. My youngest threw a hard plastic purse at me while I was driving because she was mad. I threw it out the window. 
this makes my day. Um, that is a savage mom and I'm here for it. Like if you're going to throw something at me while I'm operating a moving vehicle, like be prepared to lose that toy. Um, one time we were driving down the road and Sam threw something out the window. I can't remember what it was. I think it was his coat and I had to like pull over and go get it, but I'm not above throwing my kid's toy out the window. Um, okay. I dropped my phone on my baby's head during a 2 a.m. feeding. Okay. I've done that like more times than I can count. I also have dropped food on my baby, um, crumbs, all sorts of things. And it is impossible to never eat while nursing. I don't want to hear from anyone that they don't eat or they don't play on their phone because it's impossible not to. And last, but certainly not least, we have, I accidentally locked my one-year-old in the car last week. Thank God it's not summertime. AAA came and got her out and she was happy as can be the whole time, but I felt like such an idiot. Lesson learned. Don't let your baby hold the keys while she's in the car seat. Um, and I love this one because I've done that. I did not have to call AAA though because my uh, car had like the code on the side. Um, but I've done that before. And a few other people commented that I've done that. And someone said, I've done this many times. So, um, yeah, that's a good one, but it is embarrassing. And I had a phase where I locked my keys in my car often, and I'm pretty sure AAA just knew who I was. So that's kind of my style, I guess. So those are mom fails for the week. If you would like to submit a mom fail, you can submit them through my mindful motherhood group or my Instagram, which is at Lynn's underscore Adams, LCSW, or you can email them to me. And my email is infohealinghive at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your mom friends. Be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. I'll see you guys next week. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Lynn's L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams LCSW. Thank you.